0: In today's year, we're going to discuss the din of Dabrah Abud. Dabrah Abud, the Mishnah mentions in the beginning of the para, which is paraphrased pretty much in the Mechaber in and Shinlam and Gimlosif Hay. We will read from the Machabrah and Shinlam and Gimlosif Hay. When are these words said that a poil has the right to quit in the middle of the job? The Dabrah She'enoy Abud only con- contingent on the fact that the job is not quitting the job is not going to create a loss let's say it's something that will create a loss go and pis on man Mishra if there's linen sitting and soaking in the vat those days the linen had to be dyed in a vat, and if it sat there for too long, it would destroy the linen and the experts knew exactly when to take it out, so these workers were hired to take it out by that certain time, and they didn't show up, so they left the balabayas so with a situation where he might have a great loss because of this stone that's sitting inside the vat. Or he hired donkey drivers to deliver um, music. What does that mean? To bring flutes. Those days they used to play music by the lovayas. Or by the weddings. Basically, he hired a band, and the band backed out. The band quit on him. Anything similar to this. Now, I just want to point out that the second group of cases, the case of the band for the funeral or for the kala, is not a case of a financial loss, as opposed to the first case of the linen, where there's actual financial loss. Tyson explains that even though there's no financial loss in the case of a band quitting by a wedding, but it's considered a of it nonetheless, because that's the only time that they can do it. It has to be by this wedding. If it's, not, if it's not going to be by the wedding, it's too late. So it's irreparable harm to the Bali simcha if the um, band would quit. Therefore, it says the Bechaber, Echad Poyl, the Echad Kablin, and Yoncholach, So not only can a coblin not back out, even a Poyl, who has the, usually the dinner of Poyl, in this case, he's not allowed to quit. Unless there were some unforeseen circumstances, for example, he got sick, or Shalom, there was a, a funeral in his family, someone died, then he's an einus. An ainus is Pater. he does not have to pay for the Dabra Ovid. He doesn't have to. He has the right to leave. So, assuming there was no einus, the din of Dabra Ovid is that a pile has no right to quit in the middle of the job if it's going to cause a loss to the Bellabias. And there are more points out that a Mishoresses, you have maids or you have secretaries that are very involved in the running of the business, if they quit suddenly, that may send the business into, into, a, into chaos and might cause a total this spiral out of control, the whole situation, nobody knows where the papers are, and no one, it's going to take them months till they catch up with themselves. So, that may be considered a double, and the Secretary may not be allowed to quit in middle of the job. The mechaber continues skipping the Ramah all the way until the end of the Mukhaber. If the Balabay had had other options who to hire when he hired this this worker, the option of and now he cannot find any other options right now. Again, if you can find another worker right now, there is no penalty on the worker who quit because there's no loss. A balabayas can replace it, assuming it's replaceable. But if it's irreplaceable, that means to say that he would have had other workers and now we have a situation where he's stuck with a done that's about to get destroyed and he has no other workers, so he has no recourse to save himself. So the halacha is very interesting. The Torah tells us, the Gemara says, Soichar aleihem oimaton. He's allowed to hire workers on their expense, on the expense of those who quit. Oimaton. He's even allowed to trick them. He's allowed to trick them that he's going to pay them a higher salary if they stay on. Keta. Skipping the Rambam again. Keta maton omer lehem. Selakatsatsi lehem. Vayu I'll pay you double. Hach shiugrimulachtoy. Until you finish the job. Vilayitin lehem elamasha pasak chiloh. He's only going to give them what he originally made up with them. So the person wants to quit. He tells them, "Please, you can't quit. I need you. I'll pay you double." So the the worker agrees to stay on the job. At the end, the balbaya says, "Too bad. You had made up with me this price, and you want you were trying to force me into paying you more. I'm only going to pay you what I made up before." Again, that's assuming there was no other labor available. Most of the time, there is. Therefore, this aloha is obviously not that common. In general, but that's the Allah dabra of it. so basically the more important point that we're trying to pull out of this is that time there's going to be a loss by either side backing out on the agreement, there are no uh, there are no exemptions of and and other kinds of exemptions they they both sides have to stay in the relationship until it could be seen through that there won't be any damage from them separating. That's the halacha of Dabra'ov. Chajanish discusses a different halacha. Now, the, we're going to move on to Siv Vav. This halacha is presented in different segments of Siv Vav, but for simplicity's sake, we're going to read it from the very end of the Ramah in Siv Vav. The Ramah says, That when do we say these halacha's, that he only hires workers till a certain amount, based on the salary of the first person by Dabra אבוד. That's only if there was no other loss except for the cost of hiring workers again. However, uh, let's say there's actual financial loss. He has the worker who quit has to pay for all the damage that means in the case of the linen of the mishnah in the beginning of the Mechavra and sefer and if the linen would get ruined so aside from the cost of hiring workers let's say the cost of the of the linen was a, a lot greater the according to this and nerama the person would have to pay the quit the worker who quit would have to pay for the entire cost of the linen that got ruined, because, since because of him, there was no uh, no expert left, who knows how to take it out of the water, take it out of the vat, so it got ruined, therefore he has to pay for that loss. The shah, in Tzivkatan, Lamed it re- tries to reconcile two opinions that argue about this halacha, if there's a separate, penalty for the cost of the damage, or the whole penalty is just for the cost of hiring additional laborers. And the Chazanish argues on the Shach. We're going to just cut straight to the Chazanish. The Chazanish is in Babakam, and he says that this Namukhi Yosef, which the Shach is quoting, which mentions that there will be a Chiev to pay, which is, um, in a certain way, the source of the Halacha, Another source is Haggai's Ashri, which is quoted, which is in the rush, can be found in the rush. And Haggai's Ashri proves this from the din of the mission itself. So the halacha would be, according to these sheitas, that you would have to pay for the damage. The Chajanir says no, that this opinion, since it's it's not the opinion of most Paiskim, it's only a dasikhidah, therefore you should not take away money from the Pilum you don't have the right to be mighty mama and you cannot take away money from the pile to pay for the damage of the linen. The entire agreement is only limited to paying for the damage for the cost of the workers that they made up. Now the logic of this Chazanish is basically that we have to back up a little bit to understand the whole concept of an agreement of pilum. We mentioned that one of the primary rationales for the halacha of, chi, of the chiv of Sechir Spalem. In other words, why am I chayev if I quit a job? Or, why am I chayev if I fire a worker in the middle of the job? Why am we chayev to pay for the rest of the salary, even for what, what was not done? The Rizvah had said on that fine gimel, in the name of his Rebbe, that the concept was a concept of arvus. Arvus is that we agree to be of ourselves because of the Hanah, because of the fact that we were trustworthy to each other, that we trusted each other, we don't want to look bad, we're willing to back our our word up financially that even if we quit, the job will get done. So the chaznish says that that's only limited to the actual cost of hiring workers to finish the job. In other words, when we agree to get the job done, we don't agree to pay for the whole factory, if there's a damage to all the stuff in the factory because the job didn't get done if we had to quit. We agree that there will be workers available to do the job. We will pay for those workers. If we quit, our, our salary can be used towards hiring other workers instead. In other words, the job will get, there will be workers to get done. So over here, where we're trying to make them pay above and beyond the cost of just hiring other workers. We're trying to make them pay for the entire cost of all the linen and every everything that, all the uh, peripheral damage that came out of the fact that they backed out, says the Chazanesh. That was never included in the agreement of Arvus, of Sechir's pilot. And therefore, this opinion that holds that Yerchaev on that is, is, we do not hold of this Shita. Now, what would be the Pshat and the Khir One of the Pshat and the Chir would be because of garmi. Because you caused an indirect damage. And that we would have to fall back on the sheetus that hold that you can't really be Machayiv, Chiv of garmi over here by Sirius Pilim without the proper Taqonat Chachamim. And the Taqonat Chachamim would only be for the cost of hiring new workers. It wouldn't be for the cost of paying for the total damage of, of the, of the linen or anything else that was caused by the fact that they quit. Similarly, if a secretary would quit the job in the middle and we wanted to penalize her by taking her salary and hiring a different secretary for more money, whatever the cost will be to to convince someone else to take the job in the middle of the year, that would only help as far as the cost of hiring the next person. But all the problems of, let's say, stuff were lost or whatever, or or she knows in her mind where everything was and how to find them, all those kind of things, those kinds of costs, you can't be of her directly because even though obviously it's it's you know something that she should like we said before it's a davar avod she had no right to quit etc. But still that was never part of the agreement of the sefer's pilot. The Minchas and and Chelkav Sim Pezayin writes that even in the case of a davar avod where the the Payal is not allowed to quit, that is only the halacha as far as what the pilot should do. But if, let's say, the pile went ahead and quit anyway, and we have, the, obviously, the ability to take their salary and hire other workers, do we have the right to block the pile from quitting? So let's say that take the case of the secretary again. She knows where everything is. Do we have the right to take her to Besden and have Besden force her to stay on the job and not quit? Do we Can we enforce that in Besden? So the Mechashleima, the Shleim Zalman's opinion is that we cannot enforce that in Bezdin, even though it's a terrible thing if she quits and it's not right, etc. But nonetheless, she cannot be forced to work against her will. Herb Aaron, on the other hand, the Mishnah Reb Aaron argues that since the concept of of quitting could be related by could be related to Mazik to Garmi, so Reb Iron says, is an Isser to cause damage. You're not allowed to, besides for the Chiyiv to pay if you, if you damage someone, else, someone else's property, there's also an Isser to damage somebody else's property. So, because of the Isser to damage someone else's property, your Baron and Mishas are Baron, Chesh and Mishas. Simon Ayyan Aleph disagrees with the Shlimez Zalman, and he feels that a worker could be forced to work in order not to cause damage to the employer.